I'm sick of being critiqued by nitpicking nerds, and you're listening to Slurmcast, a podcast for no reason. Today we'll be discussing Season 6, Episode 11, Irreconcilable Into Indifferences. My name is Michelle Burlingame. With me are Tommy Roulette. How's it going? Pete Woodward. That's me. And absolutely no one else. Yeah. Hi, no one else. Hey, this nobody is, else. This is, we have, I mean, we just did this recently, but this is... This is a lot of no guests in a short time, and it's a Monday, and we're all exhausted. So I, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how this goes. We might just all kind of nod off and nap halfway through. It was uh, a weird, uh, weird week uh, for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it has been a weird week. But uh, I, I'm switching jobs, so I've had like half of last week off, and I technically have this week off, and I my penchant for self-abuse has been just out of control like really just like hey i'm on vacation woo spring break and uh it doesn't my body doesn't handle it as well (laughs) in some regards it handles it a lot better than it should and in others it doesn't handle it well at all like Mm -hmm. i'm generally not damaged from the stuff i put into it but if i don't get enough sleep that's when i really get all messed up yeah that's that's kind of where where i am just i've had a, a headache for like two weeks straight and I don't know if it's like the weather has been so weird where it's like 60 degrees and raining and then 90 degrees and, and sunny the next day. And I don't, I don't know why, but I've just like not been sleeping, have a headache. My sinuses are all messed up. I'm not sick, but I just don't feel good. Yeah, I just feel like crap. I think they call that malaise. Malaise. That's mayonnaise. That's mayonnaise is they good call too. Mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise will fix malaise if you eat enough of it. Because you'll just you'll die. How much is too much? Um, that's uh, depends on yeah. what too much you have. <laughs> like if you're making <laughs> if you're making some sort of a mayonnaise based salad, say a potato salad mm-hmm. or a tuna salad or an egg salad, at the point where it it no longer holds physical, like if you scoop it and it doesn't stay scoopy, that's too much mayonnaise. Mm, okay. If you're making it with a sandwich or something, it's harder because I do like, like, you know, you get a, a nice chicken sandwich and there's mayonnaise on it. There's enough that it just maybe some drips off. Or a nice aioli. Yes, exactly. <laughs> aioli is just another word for mayonnaise so that people who think they don't like mayonnaise eat it and go, oh, this is delicious. Yeah. And I still, that, you had that one Facebook thread once where you got mayonnaise. Stand by it. I stand by it. I, 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 I am on your side with that. It thing. is. It's, Google it. It's They're whipped, the same thing. Well, whip, whipped oil, eggs, and stuff. Vinegar, yeah. Yeah. And then sometimes an aioli has like garlic. Roasted or garlic. Like a, like a, a, a thing, a, like additional that mayonnaise doesn't have. Yeah, like some sort a, of herbal a, a one, one splash of flavor. Well, they have extra to They have the mayonnaise with the olive oil in it, so therefore that's kind of that like is aioli. aioli. That's yeah. all it is. <laughs> yeah. And aioli is just a slightly oilier mayonnaise. And they're just the only reason they use the olive oil is to make it seem healthier from like the canola oil or whatever else yeah. they use in the other one. Mm-hmm. I, I still buy it because I'm. A I like mayonnaise. Dumb. Mayonnaise is great. It is. It's, it is a condiment for many situations. Um, I I think this was another um short episode because they did open with the little scary door thing at the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the best scary doors. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it did not make any sense. No, and it, it had a banana pickle. How did it, okay, <laughs> how did it make sense? Because I was what, totally what, stumped. What didn't make sense? Like visuals? Not no, 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 sense, no, no. So just the, you're the, taking a vacation from normalcy. The setting, a weird motel where the bed is stained with mystery, and there's also some mystery floating in the pool. Your key card <laughs> may not open the exercise room because someone smeared mystery on the lock. <laughs> <laughs> but it will open the scary door. And that's just, uh, it's one of my favorite scary doors. No, that was, I mean, that stuff was great. And I'm glad you you wrote that down because like I, we, I, we watched this last week cause we were supposed to record this episode last week and then everybody was the off, uh, in the health sense of the word. <laughs> um, so I, I am just, I'm going back to my notes a week out and then just watch another episode. So it's really going to sit funny in my brain, but like, um, the, the actual story for the scary door where it was like aliens. I just, I didn't get, what happened it was like they're already here we're all aliens but it didn't mm-hmm. i just couldn't follow it like it was just super non sequitur or am i just overthinking it and being too dumb i think you're overthinking yeah it. yeah i think it's just goofy non sequitur 
That I mean, that works. I just yeah. I, I, when I watched the episode, you know, I was having a hard time. How he knows it. there's no such thing as aliens because he that other guy was an alien. Mm-hmm. They might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just exactly doesn't it doesn't make sense. Um, and then right back into Lur and into into arguing. Um, they're just they're like the honeymooners. It's great. I just uh, I was glad to see them come back because they can be pretty entertaining. Like overall, this I, now that I'm thinking back on it, like I've got a lot of notes, and this was a fun, a fun episode. Um, especially the delivery boy man comics. Yeah, he's still a boy. Yeah, that's the best part is that he's still a delivery boy man. Like he's not the delivery man. He's delivery boy man. And it's like all, he's still like. <laughs> it's all Doctor Cat's squiggle vision too. Yeah, like that part was great because it's all like. Like I got, you know, it looked like it was hand drawn. <laughs> no, but then it's on a monitor. Yeah, it's, know, like, it's an like an iPad, iPad thing. <laughs> and it's it's uh, was was uh, the what? Stop it, you hero! Yeah, <laughs> and he has reverse time power. It's earlier now. <laughs> it was so good, but the the fact that uh, Hermes <laughs> wanted a mind enema afterwards <laughs> that was yeah. I mean. I've wanted one of those for a while. He was <laughs> bitten by a radioactive Superman. That's why he has so many superpowers. <laughs> oh God, I didn't catch that part yeah. either. Like that's this is this is verging on a Fry is so dumb reference because man, mm-hmm. it's just it's crazy. And and then it's just always like it's him and Leela and then like the, the lizard reptilian man who's clearly <laughs> referencing like the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. Um, this whole episode has so many great lines in it. Like there were so many for me to pick from to put right. in the intro that I just, I just had to go with one of them. Cause I had like five written down and then another one of the good ones is, uh, Zoidberg says they're, they're looking at the ads in the comic book and Zoidberg <laughs> says these x-ray specs will really take the guesswork out of surgery. No more chopping blindly. In the <laughs> <laughs> I've got that written down too. I like, do they still have ads like that in comics? I don't. Uh, no. Not really. It's usually something in the back for like a Nickelodeon product or like okay. a TV show that's coming out or, you know, Batman versus Superman. You know, like Weird. It's, it's ads for things that Marvel owns or whatever. Um, so they're just, I mean, are they even. Um, release the comic. I mean, are they even selling ad space really or is it just. Because, I mean, comics used to be, ch- especially, like, the, like the early, yeah. late 70s, early 80s ones, like, the ones I'd see at the barbershop as a kid were just, like, 60% oh, yeah, all of All of my dad's ads. comics that I would read had crazy shit in the back. And I would read uh, this comic book called Plop that was from, I believe, the 70s, <laughs> like, maybe late 60s, early 70s. I don't know. I'm not sure. I, all I know is that it was old and it was my dad's when he was a kid. So I'm thinking it was f- some point in the 70s, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, but I loved it and it had like goofy fake ads that were even more, but like, it's called they're plop. So, so, yeah, it was called plop. <laughs> it was called plop. Uh, I recommend that everyone, and I'm going to do this, look up plop. I'm gonna, like, I want to find more, more issues of plop. I'm just, I'm going to make a blanket statement though. Ridiculous. Google carefully. <laughs> yeah. Maybe plop comic. <laughs> and then you'll get like, did you mean carrot top? <laughs> Showing results yeah, for Gallagher. Uh, but yeah, like I, I always had fun reading my dad's old comics and seeing all the goofy like, take this supplement to get strong. Oh, the man. Charles Atlas like, ads, like, yeah. like the the ninety eight pound weakling, and then he's just he had the. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Rock Hudson body, where there's no definition. Well, in like the in the girl comics, they had like, "Are you too thin? Take really? this. Yeah, take. You need to eat this, Mrs. So and So's whatever powder, and oh it was God. like to make you shapely or something. Like I don't need, I don't know what it was. <laughs> Couldn't you just eat mayonnaise? <laughs> like, Probably. I think that would work just as well. Uh, Men like a shapely woman with curves. This. this <laughs> I, I never even thought to look at that stuff. I mean, so girl comics, like what? Just like, uh, oh, like Betty and Veronica. Yeah, and all that okay. Crap. I mean, that would get into like the ads for grit, mm-hmm. which was like, I, I, I don't know what your your experience with this was. Like, having gone to Catholic school in the eighties, like every two months you were forced to go door to door and try and sell some raffle tickets or some shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that that grit newspaper that it was always like Richie Rich was the cartoon character and it. it was like oh yeah here's here's some shit that nobody really wants go out and make yourself a self-made millionaire selling this newspaper that seemed crazy to me like even at that age I'm like what the fuck how does that even work yeah um I did have sea monkeys I used to have sea monkeys which was just it looked like dirty water mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just looked it up so plop was mid 70s so I was right it was it there's only 24 issues of plop <laughs> Uh, it was DC Comics, ran from October of 73 to November of 76. Okay. Uh, and it's considered horror humor. <laughs> so that makes absolute sense as to how I grew up the way I did. As I'm sitting here wearing a Tales <laughs> yeah, exactly. from the Crypt shirt. Right. That's, that's very on <laughs> like, brand. Like looking at the, uh, the covers of the issues, like it's... They're, they're pretty oh. goofy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think those guys were on drugs at all. <laughs> Not one bit. Uh, the, oh, but it, so the professor's whole refutation is like, that stuff is butt-grade crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but then, then they go to the comic convention, which was just... Have they done that before? They've gone to various, like convention type things but i don't know if there was a specific there's never a been like a one. comic-con one yeah. that they've gone like there to. was the robots one yeah and uh the voting thing right but not okay because that that seemed like it was um ripe for the uh for all kinds of stuff you know like video game the movie movie the video game which still true today <laughs> maybe, maybe cutting edge jokes back then but um the thing with the with the the, the action figures where Zoidberg just tears into it. He's like, but that's the rare Zap Brannigan with the recording session bloopers. Like, <laughs> that's what I want to hear. Like, I want a reel of just that stuff. But but him getting all freaked out. Goes, but it said there was a mint in the box. <laughs> like, Mint in box, yeah. yes. Oh, that was a good one. That was, I I just, there's some prime Zoidberg in this. He was he was good. Um, and Matt Groening's other panel which, yeah, so the funny part is that pretty much everyone in this episode who is on that panel for Futurella yeah. made Disenchantment. They're all really? real people. Like Ken, yeah. Ken Keeler's on the end. He wrote Disenchantment. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's that whole panel. It's just weird meta. Future, it, like, they predicted <laughs> they the future. They predicted the future. Yeah. I, well, I mean, they were all like regular uh, Futurama people too. So, I, but that was funny, and then the fact that it was just like, um, you know, they had Futurella, yeah, and and these people were just like Bender immediately was asking about the Simpsons, <laughs> the Simpsons, Simpsons movie. Oh yeah, and I think they're making another Simpsons movie now. Like that's in why it's in production a second Simpsons movie. I'm pretty sure I saw something about why? it recently. Uh, because people love the Simpsons. <sighs> Why can't they love things just for as long as I love them and then stop? Yeah. I get FOMO, but not really FOMO. Like, I just I just don't care, and it makes me feel bad that I don't care. About what? Not liking The Simpsons oh. anymore. Not, well, it's not even not liking it. I just, I don't have tired capacity. tired of it. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. And the fact that it's been on for, like, three times as long as the length of time I watched it is just weird. Um, yeah, Simpsons movie two reportedly in development at Fox as of August tenth. So, yep, there we go. So very, uh, very predictive of current day. Is um, was that really Sergio Aragonés? Yes. Yeah, that was. Is he still alive? I think so. Cause like that was, I mean, so he did all the Mad Magazine margin scribblings, right? But then Grew the Wanderer was his. He's just one of those weird European comics guys that mm-hmm. have, you know, like, y- you wouldn't even necessarily see them in shops. You'd have to go to a comic shop to buy it. And it was all just a little bit dirty and weird. But, but Fry taking his mustache and just using that as, like, <laughs> so I don't know if anybody listened to the episode, but they did a Doug Loves Movies here um, a couple weeks ago at Accidental Comedy Festival. I did not listen to it. And uh, I think I think it was Amy Miller brought a pack of fake mustaches that was supposed to go in the gift bag, but then they all started putting them on 
during the show. <laughs> so like, like uh, Billy Wayne Davis had like a, a you know, twisty, turny, mm-hmm. Dick Dashley one. And I think then, I saw pictures of this on Facebook and Instagram. It was, I mean, and it was just hilarious because it was, it just added this other layer of silly. But then at, at like another point, I think when people were getting the, uh, the name tags, Doug put two more on his eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And like, I went to talk to him after the show and he still had this stuff on. It was so <laughs> distracting. Cause he's just like, cause he's already got the big stoner eyes and stuff. And then he's like, like making these eyebrow movements and things with the fake mustaches <laughs> on his eyebrows. And that was like, that, that was what came to my head when Fry like took off the mustache. Like there's um, Andy Daly from uh, review and mm-hmm. everything else. He had, he had created and marketed a game at one point called mustache TV and and you would just take a fake mustache and you'd put it on your oh, TV yeah, I, screen. I used to do that in college. Yeah. And then you drink when it matches up. Or just or like just, you get yeah, points or whatever. You're like, something. this is, yeah. And, and uh, so there's a little game. I mean, it just came, I have it somewhere. I don't <laughs> remember where, but it's, it's remarkably entertaining. Oh yeah. yeah. I just, I want more fake mustaches in my life. I Maybe. used to actually keep a fake mustache on my TV and I had googly eyes on my TV too, just for... <laughs> For just, that just reason, <laughs> See, that would that would be good too if you could get it to match up. Mm-hmm. Like it would probably make Iron Fist a lot better. I, I never watched it because I saw the reviews and was like, "Yeah, the second season's way better." Is it? Oh yeah, good. Totally redeemed itself. That's okay, good. maybe I will watch it. I'll then. get there eventually. Um, I don't know what the context is on this anymore, but what's the? Oh no, <laughs> I I do. He goes, oh, I, I do like this doodle on the margin. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's just some relish from a hot dog I found. <laughs> yeah, a, a hot, hot dog, dog I, I found. found, not like a hot dog I ate or had, but like <laughs> he found it. He didn't say he ate it or that he bought it. It, just, but, it was a hot dog he found. Like, what, he, where did it go? <laughs> but if <laughs> I found a hot dog, he would have eaten it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Regardless of the situation, he would have been like, yeah, I'll do, I'll do it. Um. The costume contest was pretty silly. I like how uh, you got pretty entrenched into like cosplay stuff at various points, haven't you? Or do you just get like dressed up in crazy shit sometimes? Because I, I thought you'd done If there's an some. event where I know that I'm going and cosplay is involved, I'll usually do it, or I'll just wear my my Turbo Kid Apple cosplay <laughs> over and over again because that's probably the best one I've ever done. <laughs> It was so easy. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think last year when I did the Handmaid's Tale costume, that was conceived and executed in about three minutes. And it was oh, I actually good. I planned my my Apple costume. I wore it for Halloween, and then it was just like it, it's it's basically a sweatsuit, like it's sweatpants <laughs> and a sweater, and so it's super comfortable. And I just made like a little harness thing like she wears. And then I spray painted a motorcycle helmet that I already had. <laughs> and I made uh, I made the gnome stick out of a friend gave me a baseball bat. And then I bought like a $10 gnome on Amazon. It's literally like the easiest costume ever to make. And it's so comfortable and it looks so good. <laughs> that, I think comfort <laughs> is really key. Like, like just the fact that you can... um, Because like... If you're uncomfortable in that shit, it's just got to make it so unbearable. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess if you're really committed to it or something. Well, I that's wore it thing. to uh, Wizard World last year, maybe the year before. I don't mm-hmm. think I went this past year, but I had like 50 people and their kids like, I take a pic, take a picture of you with my kid. Can my daughter take a picture with you? And it was great. Yeah. And I'm just like hanging out in sweatpants. <laughs> it's right. like, yeah. Most people cool. won't do that outside the house, and, and you're getting people taking pictures. I was worried that they weren't going to let me bring my gnome stick in because it's, like, a big, giant, heavy, like, yeah. could really hurt someone if I wanted to. I just tell them it's styrofoam. <laughs> I guess they, they that's what check. they thought. They didn't check. They didn't. No one said anything to me, and I was carrying, carrying it around all day. And I was walking down like down streets downtown with it well that's between the hilton and my car or wherever good the thing to and have my car. sometimes yeah i was batman once but instead of being like batman i just had a bat <laughs> i made a, a, a chest batman. i had uh, like i made like a chest logo of like a bat it. <laughs> and, and i had a mask because you can't just be a crime fighter with nothing but I'm like I'm, I'm the other batman fuck that guy like in this scene it's weird because there are characters dressed up like Futurama characters. Yeah, like, like Mom. Mom, Evo, uh, Mom's Sons, Robot Devil. 
the brain uh, spawns. Yeah, there's and like Bender is dressed up like Leela. Every nerd's Every fantasy. Every nerd's fantasy. Leela's dressed up like Princess Leia, which that movie's like how many th- like a thousand over a thousand years old. Like how would she have even seen it? Right. <laughs> and well, and then a Scruffy was dressed up as an Avatar. Uh, the blue skin yeah. thing. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. I mean, they didn't say it was Scruffy, but you saw the face. It was mm-hmm. totally him. Um, and then the announcer was like gay Mario in short shorts. Yeah. And then uh, contestant number 36 was Spider-Man in like a hover round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. cream. <laughs> I mean, like there was... So, you know, they definitely did some of the fat shaming stuff they do here and there on that. Like, yeah. if, So I haven't gone to like a Wizard World or something. Like, is that... Are, is it common to see people cosplay in, uh, you know, and I, I guess most people going to any sort of thing are not built like superheroes are built. So is it common to see people mm-hmm. just like, this is my thing and I'm into it and it's like the, the body yeah. types are all mismatched? And there's and like not- a, there's a women's c- cosplay group and I can't remember what they're called for the life of me. Um, based out of Ohio like some place in Northeast Ohio, but mm-hmm. they're like specifically like body positive, mm-hmm. like all girl cosplay group. And it's, they're really cool. Like I, I wish I could, I could give them a shout out, but I can't remember the name of their group off the top of my head, hmm. but they're, they were at, they've, they're always at wizard world yeah. and they take pictures with people, but they're like bigger girls that wear stuff that they might get teased for. And you yeah. know, that's would great. Good on them. Yeah, people no. Being, people I, were being super shitty to him online when Wizard World posted a picture of them. Uh, of but course they were. Of course they were. They're getting nitpicked by nerds, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is exhausting. I and that's I. I mean, not like trying to put judgment or anything. I was just curious because it's not a, um, it's not something that I'm involved in at all. I mean, like mm-hmm. my my wife will go or she'll take my. I think last year, baby just made up her own character and like gets all done up and it's a thing. But yeah. like, um. I mean, shit, even coming up with Halloween costumes for me sometimes. Like, like I said, like last year, I figured out what I was wearing for Halloween the day I had to go to the party. It was like, yeah. I've got red sheets and some poster board. My friend Nika, she dressed up like Amethyst from Steven Universe. Or, mm-hmm. Is that her name? Ameth- Amethyst? I think so. I'm not familiar with Steven Universe, but people were really into her cosplay because she painted her entire skin, like her whole skin, like purple. Oh. And, uh. That seems like a lot of work and yeah. very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And then the the rubbing off and the. Well, I did have to wipe down my. I was glad that I have leather interior in my car because I drove and there were there were like handprints. It was cold. It was really cold when the day that we went. So she sat on her hands in my car on the way to the the hotel. And then after like the next day when I got into my car, there were like purple. Like, <laughs> did, I mean, did she have to do like touch ups underneath. and stuff? That's. Um, yeah, I guess it was, I think it just the weather. It wasn't really cooperating with the makeup and it was uh, flaking off and not sticking to her skin very well. But yeah. She should have used right. dye. That would be a real commitment. Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, so so anyway, Lur uh, getting, you know, browbeaten by Enda Enda to go out and conquer a planet for once, attacks the Comic-Con and he gets mistaken for a costume and wins. Uh <laughs> Or no, no, he didn't win. Bender won as Bender won as Nerd Gasma, <laughs> yes. which was Leela. Leela Nerd Gasma. Um, <laughs> like Lear doesn't understand. Face. Yeah, Lear doesn't understand why everyone's just standing around, and Leela says, "Oh, they're probably waiting for Joss Whedon." And then he was like, "Joss Whedon is yeah. here." <laughs> like even Lear was impressed. Well, he's you know he loves television. From what's what's the delay? Is it a thousand years or? Ten, oh, he was watching a Saints game, so. Oh, that's right. So it is. It is back. Um, so he ends up like, and it kicks him out. He ends up crashing at Planet Express. With even that scene where he just like opens the door and he's like, "Can I stay here?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Um, but that whole thing, <laughs> like when they're talking about what he's doing, they're like, "He showed up unannounced, raided the liquor cabinet, sprayed urine on the ceiling, and passed out." And the walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've uh, I've done some or all of those things. Not necessarily all at the same time. I think maybe most people have in one case or another, right? Maybe. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's just when you stack them up and do them continually is where you become unbearable, usually. Yes. 
Mm-hmm. You can break them out into what I mean. I think the spraying of the urine on the, the least favorable. <laughs> on the ceiling. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I oh, it'd be, it would kind of be impressive, really. <laughs> I mean, to be able to hit the ceiling, you'd have to. I don't know. You get a wall. I mean, like you know, that's that's a urinal, but to like get it up without getting it on yourself. Yeah, it would take, be difficult. It, it's a feat. You might need like a funnel or some kind of contraption. Um. But uh, what what was it? He he demanded the comfort of pop psychological platitudes, <laughs> <laughs> and then turns into midlife crisis lure, and it it just uh, it got weird at this point, like. Uh, <laughs> the, the elegant elephant, big and tall store. Yeah, which... yeah. Lur goes full midlife crisis, and and they go to a plastic surgeon. Downplay those hideous horns. <laughs> oh, that's where my <laughs> testes are. Yeah. My testes. I'm thinking uh, horn extension. Yeah. What did they go? Was it? Were they at the hip joint? Yes, they and, were at the hip joint. And, and just like, what's your type, Borgnine? <laughs> And he pulls out Horno magazine. Well, the the centerfold is like as big, like as tall. It's like life size. Like yeah. It just keeps unfolding. <laughs> but, uh, I like I'm big and angry. Like it's just it, it, it just it's so ripe for stuff. Like it's so so much cliche and dumb stuff on this one. But I I really enjoyed it at the time. Maybe it's because I'm maybe I'm in a midlife crisis. I don't know. Um. <laughs> But he got his cape by murdering his father, <laughs> which, which was good. Um, what? Uh, so when did girl come into the picture? It's right around now, right? When shows yeah. up, like yep, she's at the hip joint. Yeah, because yeah. Bender's like, oh, I don't know where we're gonna find one of those or whatever. And he's like, Oh, there's, there's one, one. now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So she she introduces herself as girl, and then Lur says, "Of the planet Omicron, Percy I eight. That's a pretty name." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and that, I mean, that all takes a turn. Um, and that is the wonderful Katie Sackhoff. Was it? Mm-hmm. Is it a Starbuck? Mm-hmm. No kidding. That's, has she been in other stuff since then? Since what? Battlestar. She, I feel like I don't see her very often. She was in a fan-made Power Rangers movie. Okay. Or, like, trailer. Or, no, it's Anything? like it was a short film. Uh, with James Vanderbeek was also in it. That yeah, I thought that was just a trailer. I remember the one that you're talking yeah. about. Um, she's in. She actually has a new show coming out. Does she? Yeah, it's a sci-fi show, I believe. I'm not sure who that is. I've never actually seen Battlestar. What? I know. It's really good. I'm right now catching up on all the American Horror Stories because uh. I'm like multiple seasons behind. So over the weekend. And like over maybe like the last four or five days, I've just been watching, binge watching American Horror Story. I had to watch the second half of Freaks and I kind of just started at the last episode I remembered (laughs) watching. (laughs) And then I was like, okay, I'm remembering all this stuff now. So I only watched half of Freaks, then I watched all of Hotel and I watched all of Roanoke like yesterday <laughs> like i spent the entire day after i ran errands in the morning i just turned it on and watched it until it was how one did, o'clock in the morning how, okay so i watched one episode i guess she's been in a bunch of stuff um a lot of it looks sort of b-movie-ish but that's fine um I watched one episode of, or most of one episode of Roanoke and was like, nah. I hated it at first. And then <clears throat> it actually, it, it's 10 episodes long, the season. Mm-hmm. And the sixth episode is where you're like, uh, I get it. I get what they were doing this whole time that I hated. I see. Okay. So yeah. like episode six is where it kind of. But you got to sit through two thirds of the series <laughs> to get. Uh, I, yeah. I see, I'm already getting behind on shit again. You know, like, and it's. It, like I guess cult just hit too. Yeah, that's why I decided I'm gonna catch up because mm-hmm. I've been it's watching like the new all one. over the place. And Jessica Lang is coming back, so Oh. She wasn't in Roanoke. She wasn't in Hotel or Roanoke or I thought cult. She was in Hotel. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope. That was the her first non season. That's why they brought in Lady Gaga. Gotcha. Yeah. Um 
I'm right now rewatching Murder House. Nice. Just to get ready for the new new one, there's a crossover between. Well, yeah. I've, I've watched. I've started watching that. Too. Oh, is that on now? It just started. Three episodes. Did it? Yeah. Huh. It's uh, it's good so far, but that's what I say about all of them. I uh, until <laughs> a certain point hints, and then I'm like, I'm wasting my time. Yeah, this it's another Ryan Murphy show. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Nip Tuck? No. So, I mean, that's sort of the archetype for him, just being like, "Oh, you, you thought that was some crazy shit? Hold my beer!" And mm-hmm. then it just goes like the first couple of seasons were like soapy, but whatever. And then it gets to the third season, and there's a plastic surgery serial killer, a rapist, and it goes through this whole thing, and then it, and and it just Weird. like. And then at the was end, it like, like the kind twist of trying is, to steal Dexter audience when Dexter ended, or I think it was. It might have been before Dexter, and oh. it was even like. Like the twist at the end was so dumb that it was not. It was just like, oh come on, this is insulting. And then I watched like three more. Seasons. I remember hearing about it because I used to work with two guys that were obsessed with Nip Tuck and would talk about it all the time. That's yeah. What was the killer? It was like Car- the Carver or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. So and, and, yeah, the, wow, <laughs> that was a deep Ryan Murphy thing. Um. The uh, but the thing where. <laughs> Lur goes on that date, or no, Fry fixes his comic, <laughs> and the hero has no powers at all, so they all get killed. <laughs> and then he just cries. He cries <laughs> and cries and cries. Um, that, uh, but Lur on his date with girl, I loved. That dinner was a worthy foe. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think, like, did they actually kill and eat it, or was that just a turn of phrase for him? Uh, it might be just a turn of phrase. It's still, yeah. like... You know, maybe he had to wrestle it or, you know, he put on a show for her. But um, I, I just got partway out of a bad relationship. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're you know, starting to, to fool around, I guess you could say. And then Girl reveals that she is actually just a human in an Omicronian costume. And she's really turned she's a, on. She's a cross-species dresser. And then she realizes that he's actually an Omicronian and not someone yeah. dressing like she is. But the thing, when, when this episode aired, I had that exact same haircut. And then when she popped out of, of her at her costume, yeah. I was watching it with my friends and they were like, holy shit, it's Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually like, I, I like took a picture of my TV and used it as my profile picture on Facebook for like a year. <laughs> was it, it was like the pixie cut thing? The pixie cut with yeah. like the, the colored front part. Oh my God. Looked exactly like me. <laughs> you know, I, I thought the same thing about Lur as I watched him. I'm like, yeah, that's, I mean, without the horn extensions, it's pretty one-to-one. Um, what's it, what's it, what's it, what she says, conquer me, Lord, sharpen your horns on my scaly thorax. <laughs> she wants Ew. to have her poplars. Yeah. <laughs> I want to have your poplars. Ew. That's, I mean, that, like... That makes me think of like the egg insertion devices that come up in my Facebook feed every once in a while. It's like, you're not going to believe what kinky people are into. And it's like laying gelatin alien eggs inside you. Mm-hmm. It's just, I. I've seen those. Look, people, I'm not like good, good on you if that's your thing. It's just that seems like it would be terribly messy uh, at, at, at a bare minimum, maybe uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but, maybe. but girl is definitely into it. Um, I, but anyway, so this is, this is the part where I, I loved it because it's like, um, <laughs> oh God, what's, what's the context of this line? It goes, Unda, Unda wants what every she beast wants. Uh, Leela's yelling at him because, uh, they're back at the planet express and Lura's crying because of girl. Yeah. Um, saying that Unda, Unda's never going to take him back and. Leela just says, and just wants whatever she beast wants to feel like you're listening to her nagging. Is there anything she's been writing your ass about? <laughs> like, <laughs> love, love it. Um, <laughs> they Fry calls up Orson Welles to Which, the restage War of the Worlds. Yes. And this is so funny because coincidentally, for some reason, don't know why, the Orson Welles champagne commercial outtakes popped up in my like YouTube oh. suggested videos the other day and I watched it. Again. <laughs> like I've seen it before, but I watched it because I was like, oh, this is like like we it's timely it's timely for the episode that we're about to do and it's just so bad where he's he's just like this is garbage absolute it, like, drivel they, they call they call action and he's just sitting there and they're like orson action orson 
action. <laughs> and he's just like, huh? What? It's too much blue nun. <laughs> so there's, there is a, uh, I don't remember if I talked about this on the show or not. And so if I have, sorry, folks, I'm going to talk about it again. My dad used to own a recording studio that did commercial work. And one of the clients they had was the local Kentucky Fried Chicken franchisee. So he had like a bunch, and it was just Kenny King's up here. Mm -hmm. Kenny King right. was a guy who franchised the KFC stuff from Colonel Sanders. So they'd bring Colonel Sanders up to do local commercials. But he was like 90 years old and batshit senile. So there was like a reel of outtakes from him where he was just like, they'd get the 30 seconds they needed for the commercial, and then there was like four minutes of him just rambling incoherently. <laughs> and not even like, you know, nothing like terrible. Like, it's not like, uh, you know, there's some secret racist tape of Colonel Sanders or anybody like this thing. And I guess back then, all of these recording engineers would just like swap tapes like that. Like every studio would get their, their shit and then pass them around and be like, yeah, I got a tape of, of Orson Welles. I'm going to tape of Colonel Sanders. And like, all right, here's, here's Elvis farting on Mike, you know, like that kind of shit. Like, that's what we lose when the recording industry goes under, you know, because yeah. people just like I, I still wish at some point, even if we had just done it once, had um, done Slurcast, where we just took all of our edited out <laughs> stuff from the show and shoved it together in a <laughs> contiguous audio file, like devoid of context. I, that would have been good. Now we just don't edit it anymore. Right. <laughs> so it wouldn't matter. But back back when we cared, it was a whole thing. <laughs> um, but the. Uh, the whole thing, like, just the Orson Welles stuff with him. Like, if you want that cheese log, you'll, you'll read, read what, what I, I wrote. wrote. And, and like this, it's like when Fry did the um, the single female lawyer thing too. Like, whenever they give mm -hmm. him a chance to script, it's almost like when Charlie does that stuff on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Like, it's that sort of like, like there's the whole production aspect uh -huh. to it, but it's so crazy and weird. I I love it. Um, just like. Like Zap, Zap and Kit thinking it's really under attack, but the the to hell with little orphan Annie, <laughs> and just just everything going apeshit on that. But when the Nimbus landed at the White House, it seems a lot smaller than it has in space. Yeah, mm -hmm. it did. It yeah. did look smaller. Maybe I, it's I a mini it Nimbus just, or something. I, it maybe uh, Korean animators having fun. Um, but his his immediate surrender and then. You know, handing up Z uh, Kiff as a sacrifice was like, yeah, that's that's about right for him for sure. Um, and Nixon resigned again. Everyone gets oh, yeah. enslaved. It was it was just like such a it was a blood fleet free conquering, which I think would make, you know, it wouldn't be as satisfying for the Omicronians, right? Like, there's not any carnage really. No, it just, it's just I think it was just for alert to uh, impress. And into, yeah. Mm -hmm. So well, it worked because she was experiencing arousal, and her organs yeah. were moving into position. <laughs> when they when they're in bed and like they're in the uh, like cave mining the gems, that yeah. Australian guy's there, and he's it's only the it, crocodile Dundee guy yeah, again. I miss he's, that. He's only in scenes where they're like doing hard labor like that as slaves, <laughs> <laughs> and it's always the Paul Hogan guy. Like uh, that's the part he doesn't say like, anything, and he's just there. I, w I wonder if there was a deleted scene where it had that or something. Or maybe. Um, was it, what, the thing where it's like, what's up between you and bossy boots? Because <laughs> Leela just can't catch a break, really. <laughs> Why are you yelling quietly with the purple furred one? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it. I, I like, they're, they're just, they never kind of figure out how all that shit works. And it's... Uh, it's fun to watch them like just keep arguing about it. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's this, I mean, cause it is like such a, um, like a goofy thing with the, um, the honeymooners knockoff bit. Like that's really all it is, but uh -huh. it just, you know, it just goes and goes and it's, it's evergreen, I guess. <laughs> Domestic violence never gets old. Does it? It's not really violence. It's just bickering, but you know that he's threatening to, you know, knock her kapow to the moon. Right. Um, so what, <laughs> I, I'm still going back trying to figure out context because my brain is just mush but so they have to figure out whether he kills Leela or Unda Unda 
Is that the contest? That's the Ermermafirmer or consequences. Or what? Ermermafirmer or what? Okay, yeah, I didn't even try to write that down. Um, but who's going to die? What would Delivery Boy Man do? Cry? (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, but that's, I guess this is the part where it gets silly and, and, you know, comes back around like, um, Fry tries to say Leela and gets zapped and, you know, and sacrificing himself or which repairs the relationship with them. Which is the second time I think that he's jumped in front of Leela to save her. He's taken a lot of bullets Mm -hmm. for her. There was the bee sting. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, and she still is just like lukewarm on the guy. Mm-hmm. That's why I really have problems with that whole relationship. And even this, even this in the episode for next week, which I watched yesterday, there's still this stuff where it's like, I thought at this point their relationship was straight up established. And it still seems like really wishy-washy and like on again, off again without any reference to it. Because there's something, I don't think it was in this episode necessarily, but it was definitely in the next one. It was just like, I, does anybody know I have a giant crush on Leela? It's like, well, you're, yeah. you're dating. Like, what the, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, but I guess in shooting at Leela, their, their relationship gets repaired and then it takes him back. But like, good night, dumb prince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just, it was just lovely. And then girl goes after Zoidberg, which is like, I, I can, uh, do you, Well, that's, that's when uh, they realize that the, uh, the gun that they'd used the teleporter ray was actually one of the professor's teleporter guns and not the, the disintegrator ray from the, the comic. Well, the at, disintegrator ray the from beginning. the comic was a teleporter ray. So it, it works out perfectly. It was great. Yeah. So, uh, girl and fry are both fine. They just got teleported instead of disintegrated. Um, they find they find Fry in a closet at the Planet Express, and Bender says, "Is this him?" <laughs> <laughs> well, did, and, and going back to Girl on Zoidberg, um, I mean, like, I guess what? Oh shoot, what was her name? Mona from the episode where they went to um, Zoidberg's planet because she was mm. all over Fry. Mm-hmm. So that's there's precedent for that. Mm. But um, I forgot about that. I mean, he's disgusting, though. Like that's. I don't know. Maybe if that's your thing, that's your thing. Because she, she just seems to be into He does live in a not. dumpster. He's got to smell terrible, like rancid seafood. Covered he in definitely garbage. smells terrible. They, yeah. There they, is an episode about it. There's, Come, there's coming up? Barnacles on his tuchus. It's stenchability. <laughs> <laughs> that's the name yeah. of the article. You'll love the, it. The episode. The episode. You'll love it. Wonderful. Sounds like it's chock full of Zoidberg. It is. Um, and, and so Fry rewrites his comic again. But the part that in this last version of it that I love so much was jumping sound. Ow. (laughs) That was also almost my opening line for the episode. (laughs) It was jumping sound. Uh, Yeah, it it was good. I mean, and it it does get a quick little resolution here at the end, but like, oh, delivery boy, man, you saved me by random chance, (laughs) which, which is perfect. That's, that's so his thing. Thank my meteor wishing power with your lips. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But then Fry gets a little smooch from Leela in real life and she says, good ending. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can't, he can't, he can't win. win. He can't win. She's so critical and I think it comes back to bite her all the time. It's just, it's, it's not fair. Um, when he uh, does like the second draft of the comic, we didn't bring this up when we were at that point in the episode, but she says, I've now seen two comic books and I, you think you should listen to me? Like, because she's seen two comics that were his, she's like an expert in comic books. Well, yeah, that's basically how the internet works, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen one show or I've seen one thing or I learned how to do this one way so I know everything. I mean, actually, now that I think about it, it's kind of how higher education works too. Like a mm-hmm. faculty member learns everything about one particular thing and thinks that there's a transitive property to knowledge where they know everything about everything and they need to be heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's a whole thing. Um, it's, it's a tricky minefield to navigate. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we stayed on track on this one. We did. That's what that happens time. when we don't have a... 45 minutes. Do you want to talk about mayonnaise some more? No, I'm good. Uh, what about sriracha? Uh, Go to Jong's better. You think so? Yeah. I like actually uh, 
there's a Japanese mayonnaise called Kewpie mayonnaise, mm, like Kewpie mm-hmm. dolls. I don't know what's different about it. I almost bought some of that on Saturday. Oh, yeah. You were going down to Asia Plaza, and I meant yeah, to give you I a shopping to, list. I went to two different grocery stores. The one was super packed, and the prices were higher than the one that I usually go to, so I just left. Tink Hall or Park to Shop? Uh, Park to Shop was the one I left. Yeah. And then I went to the Asian Town Center market, like the, the huge one that's in the Asian Town Center, Yeah, which is like two blocks away. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better. I got like three pounds of pork belly for eight bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's good. I need to go stock up on some spices and things. But the the, yeah. the Kewpie mayonnaise, um, if you mix it with hot sauce and put it on like roasted potatoes as like a hot potato salad, oh shit, is that <laughs> so good. It's good. Yeah, it's really good. That was I had that at Momofuku and uh, the one in Toronto and then had to um, – recreated at home i'm like obsessed now my my new favorite snack is these um it's these uh like rice cakes Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't want to call them rice cakes because they're not like what you think of a rice cake you think of those big like the quaker oats like puffed rice it's not that they're like crisp crunchy they're like little cookies Mm -hmm. almost and they're um the rice crackers. Soy, they're they're soy flavored and seaweed. It's like spicy seaweed. They're, the brand is Bin Bin, which I guess translates oh. to want want. <laughs> and they come in little they come in little packs of two crackers. Oh my god! And each and then you get a big bag of them. You get a big bag yeah. of them, and the little packs are a half of a serving, and each serving is like seventy calories. So you can eat two little packs, so like four of these things, and it's only seventy calories, and they're like super they're delicious. Mostly air. Mostly, and but seaweed. they're like, they're good. I love seaweed, and I, it, it's just like a little tasty little salty snack. The problem... And now uh, I put them in my lunch every day, and I have a million bags. Of, that's why I had to go back, because I ran out, and I couldn't take it anymore. Let me know where you're going next time, because I do have to stock up on some things, and I may not be able to go in a quick manner. But the thing that bothers me about it is they'll find stuff like that that you like, mm-hmm. and then it'll disappear, and good oh, luck yeah. fucking finding that it was again. The, pro- the last time, I it was in a completely different package, and mm-hmm. I couldn't find it, and I walked around for like 10 minutes, and I was like, oh, fuck, did it like, did discontinue? It's gone. Yeah. Like I got, them, I got them once, fell in love with them, and now they're not there yeah. anymore. But then I realized that they had just changed like the entire packaging of it, right. and I wasn't seeing it because it didn't look like what I... It was completely different. Like, didn't even look like the same product, but oh. I found it, and I bought, like, three more bags, so I have, like, a hundred of these things. <laughs> but I, there was one that I used to get called Pansuke's Flower Snack mm-hmm. that was, like, it, similar, because most of that stuff's all made out of rice flour anyway, and yeah. then it's got that, like, that puffed, then glazed with some kind of soy mm-hmm. glaze, and then seaweed on it. So it's just different shapes of the yeah. same thing. And I was I loved these things. They were like they were like basically like pizza roll size and shape, the little envelopes mm-hmm. of puffed air. And I, you know, I got them regularly for about three months, and then never again because yeah. they just they, disappeared. They disappeared. I also got um, ice cream. I was looking for green tea ice cream because it's good, mm-hmm. delicious. And then I saw that they also had lychee uh, sherbet, mm-hmm. which I got. And then the third one that they had in the case. It just said uh, red bean flavored ice cream. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is this? It's delicious. It it is delicious. I don't know how to explain what it tastes like. It's like a sweet bean that Mm -hmm. I guess is usually put on desserts. Like it's made into, it's like smashed into a paste. And this ice cream, I had some last night. So good. Didn't know what the fuck it was, Mm. but I was like, this, this is so weird. I have to buy it just to see what it is. It was only three bucks. So I was like, if it sucks, yeah, no big deal. You need to try the, um, the sesame balls because they put the red bean paste in there. Ooh, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah, we we can we can put that on the food podcast when we get around to making it. Yep. Do like so a this is the, the Slurmcast snack corner. <laughs> yeah, I need to find some new snacks, but I probably just need to not eat as many snacks. That's what I need to. <laughs> I need to fi- have snacks. Find a way to have less snacks find their way into my mouth. That's what I need to have happen. Um, anything coming up or going on this? week or this will go out wednesday right Mm -hmm. and then i don't uh, think anything's no anything's coming up no all right well uh sorry we dropped the ball last week everybody got sick no we didn't drop the ball life dropped the ball yeah Mm -hmm. that's fair enough (laughs) we won't we're not going to take ownership of that um who wants to plug do the plugs okay i can't remember them anymore we have facebook slurmcast pod 
Instagram, Slurmcast Pod, Twitter, Slurmcast Pod. Uh, Facebook is just Slurmcast, not Slurmcast Pod. Yeah. Don't go to Slurmcast Pod on Facebook, whatever you do. <laughs> That'll be like uh, looking up plop comics. <laughs> yeah, plop comics. Oh, and I'll also plug uh, my friends, Dorian and Max, have a podcast called The Pre-Dead Boys, uh, based out of Columbus. If you like anything that has anything to do with like creepy, morbid stuff or death or death rituals or anything like that, if you like true crime, they do all that kind of cool, cool stuff. Pre-Dead? The Pre-Dead Boys. Okay. On iTunes and all your podcast places, check them out. They're pretty cool. Would that be the same as Alive Boys? They're pre-dead. Okay. They're yep. not dead yet. <laughs> not yet. Um, well, slurmcastpod at gmail.com. Yes, slurmcast.com. 216-438-1077. Call or text us. Rate, review us on iTunes. Find us anywhere on the internet. Find us in person. Go to T Public if you want some Futurama T-shirts or any T-shirts there. If you go through our link and buy anything, we'll get money for it. Yeah, couple cents, um, fractional cents add up. Yeah, it's true. And yes, we'll be back next week with a new episode. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, I'll be. I got to start traveling again for work, so I'll be in Portland in a couple weeks. If there's anything fun to do there, let me know. Just send you send it to the email or call and or just say don't go here we'll beat you down that's fair too. Yep. <laughs> All right. Have a good week, everybody. Bye bye.